Today on the GYST Podcast, we talk about pets, what they bring to our lives, and the love that they can bring. That's coming up on the GYST Podcast. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST Podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST Podcast, also known as Get Your Shit, Shit. Together. All right. Welcome, everyone. I am one of your hosts, Rohit Rohila, and with me, as always, is... Glenn Rocks here. And Patrick Liam. And we have a special guest who, uh, in the studio who is choosing not to join us on air. Maybe we can talk her into it. Uh, it's Tia. So, welcome. Hello. All right, there's her participation for the day. She gets participation trophy. Uh, welcome, everyone. This is going to be a fun episode because it's about pets. But at the same time, it is going to revolve around the theme of this podcast, and that's personal development. So there are many things that pets bring us, aside from just love. They bring us a, a value, a, a sense of purpose in life, what it's like taking care of a, another being that's a, essentially dependent on you, uh, except for in Patrick's case with Cashew. Uh, the lessons that we can learn from them, as well as the energy that they just bring us. So we are going to talk about our pets, and uh, let's get started with Glenn, because Glenn, you are a puppy dad as of just maybe two days. Oh, I was going to say, before yeah. we kick it off, maybe we should introduce our pets. Oh, yeah. Yes. Go around the room and, and say their name and what they are a little bit. All right, Goober, do you want to introduce yourself? Wolf. <laughs> so uh, in the studio <laughs> is uh, our puppy, Goober is his name, and uh, he is a Lassapoo, so which is a Lassa... Lassa Opso Poodle Mix. And, and how old is Goober? Goober just turned two last month. All right. I have a cat. Uh, she is named Cashew because she's crazy as a nut, and I believe she's going on eight years now, give or take a tabby cat, so pretty standard gray, other grays, more gray-ish to look, yeah. uh, and she's a wild beast who acts like a dog. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And uh, all right, Glenn, so why don't you take it away by introducing us to your new son and uh, just talk about that experience. Okay. Well, first... I have two miniature dachshunds, both oh, yeah. age 14. Got Buddy and Hiccup. And I've also just picked up a new English bulldog puppy. I named him Jack Burton after the character in Big Trouble in Little China. For anyone out there who's ever watched the film, the, the film great movie, classic B movie. Love it. But uh, drove. I don't know, a good portion of the state to go pick up this dog because English Bulldogs are hard to come by. Um, and he has been just nothing but energy since I have gotten him home. As a matter of fact, he's sitting at my feet right now chewing on a toy that Patrick got for him back in Christmas before I had him. Glad he likes it. Dogritos bag. So when when we're talking about pets, 
one of the things that we want to do is talk about the growth that they provide for us, not just, you know, uh, someone to play around with or, or someone to love or, or whatever the case is with, with the different pets that we have, but in terms of just personal development and, and value, what, what do they bring to your life? Uh, let, let's start with you, Patrick. What, what are your thoughts about Cashew? Because Glenn and I are speaking from a perspective of, you know, dogs. And, and what I can do is I can chime in uh, with fish as well. Um, and then you've got the cat. So from a personal development growth standpoint, what's what's it been like with Cashew? Uh, the biggest lesson is responsibility. Just learning how to take care of a pet. Cashew is Amy and I's first shared pet since we got married. Uh, we got her shortly after that. And so the, the journey of the last eight years have just really taught us kind of how to care for a child in a way. Um, but there's more to that than, than just the responsibility. Um, nothing quite comes to mind right now, but I'm sure I'll get some stuff here throughout this episode. But yeah, she, she primarily, Amy primarily takes care of the cat, but I help out and clean up. And um, I would say too, is learning to think in the future as well with the animal, uh, helping you kind of kickstart some down the road, pre-planning, you know, checkups, these things, uh, how to take care of, how to plan um, quality wise, you know, how do we get them the best foods and make sure that they're on a consistent diet. You can take a lot of those same practices that you're applying towards your pet today and kind of take it to your own life. You know, I should take doctor visits just as seriously as I take vet visits. I should be looking at healthier food that I'm eating versus what I'm giving to the cat. It, it reminds me of, and I'm drawing a blank on who said it. It was a, a, a personal development person that I was listening to, and they were talking about how we treat our bodies. And it was, it was funny because he said this, and, and at first, you know, the, the audience kind of laughed, but then he was like, no, like truly think about it. And, and he said, you take better care of a $10 cat than you do your million-dollar body. Yeah. Easily. Uh, reflecting on what I just said earlier, just, it's very true. I probably treat the cat better than I would treat myself. You know, I have a much higher attachment and love towards this creature than I would my own self. Yeah, and I don't think you're alone on that. No, it, it's <laughs> probably shared across many pet owners. Yeah, Glenn, I mean, no, you've got I, your puppies for much, Yeah, I take much better care of my dogs than I do myself. Uh, they're always going outside. They're always getting the best food. I keep them away from the, the crappy people food that, you know, makes me as big as I am. <laughs> I make sure they have fresh water daily. Before I started my health journey, I didn't care what I drank. I just grab me a soda. But uh, there's, there's a big thing about getting the right amount of water every day. And, uh, when I took care of my dogs that way better than I took care of my dogs. And it just shocks me when I actually look back at it. Right? Goes for toys too. Like I'll make sure that my cat gets the coolest toys and best catnip drugs and bedding than when oh, I would do my own self. Oh, my parents love Christmas time for the dogs. My mom will even wrap their presents for them. 
Yeah. She'll, uh, get some, she'll, she'll get some toys for them, wrap them, and then watch as they unwrap them. Yeah. Tia, do you, do you mind just talk about uh, your mom and gifts, how, how she has to hide them? Oh, yeah. So we've got two family dogs, um, Weto and Sochi, and they understand the concept of Christmas. So they know that as soon as the stockings go up on the fireplace, they know that they're going to get some presents. So my mom actually had to stop hanging the stockings because that was that was the indicator, and they would just whine in front of the <laughs> in front of the fireplace. Because um, yeah, because they know that they're getting presents. They know they're going to get spoiled. Yeah. Cashew stockings probably twice the size of both hers and mine combined. Yeah, it, it's funny how people tend to take better care of themselves, or sorry, their pets than they do themselves. Every day, I've got to take my dog for a walk twice a day. I've got to, the, the best food possible, uh, the best toys possible, the best medical care is possible, make sure they're drinking plenty of fluids and, and going outside, getting some fresh air. They're not too lazy. Why is it that we do that? Why, why is it that we take better care of our pets than we do ourselves? And granted, one, one thing I do want to preface is everyone who's on air right now does not have a child. And I don't know if that maybe plays a factor into it. No, that's a good call out. Uh, I could take a shot at the dark with, with that answer. Is it because we look at them like children? Helpless, they can't really fend for themselves. And so we give a better emphasis on the responsibility side. Or do we project ourselves into them? Yeah, I, I mean, that's a, that's a great question in itself. And I don't know if I necessarily have the answer, but, but I do think it has to do with, you know, here's a life that you are responsible for. And it's, it's interesting. Did, did either of you have a pet growing up? Yeah. Cause oh, yeah. what was, what's your experience been when it was like a family pet? growing up compared to the pet that you have now as an adult? Very different from my take. Um, they were just kind of there. And I don't mean that from a ignored and, and dislike. You know, I, I absolutely loved the cats growing up, my parents' dog. But it was just kind of a, it was just there, part of the family almost, kind of like a sibling. I didn't have to take care of them. Other people were. I got to enjoy more of the funness of it versus the responsibility of it. Hmm, what 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 are your thoughts around that, Glenn? Well, the family pets were always sort of relegated to either my sister or myself. In terms and of the in care. most cases, and yeah, in terms of the care, so it was always like it was our our dogs. Like my earliest memories are of having my own dog, my own puppy to care for. Cocker Spaniels, Dachshunds, Labradors. I even had a Rottweiler once. Hell, I had an iguana. Wonderful green iguana that was, oh, hi, hi Jack. Thank you for barking. Um, yeah, green iguana that that thing grew up to over four feet. My mom didn't know what the hell to do with that thing. Wow, that's tall. Well, it was kind of like a it was kind of like a lizard hobbit. It's it's interesting our experiences as kids with pets because you're right, Patrick. In in your case, it's 
all the fun. You get to enjoy the, the fun aspect of it. And when you ask your parents for a pet, you know, what do they always say? It's, it's a lot of responsibility because they know they're going to be the ones who are going to end up taking care of it. As an, as an adult, you don't have any options. For example, if, if Goober cries at, at two in the morning, you know, we, we, we can't look at someone else and say, all right, you know, go take him outside. Um, you know, that's either Tierra or myself. And I'd say if we broke it down, it's probably 100% her. <laughs> Is it the mm. blue button there? I'm going to take, no, I'm going to take a gamble. Oh, I hit the wrong one. Uh, so l- let's talk about the personal development aspect of pets because they, they do bring us a lot of love and, and we have to care for them and everything like that. But one of the things about pets and the reason why I feel pets are important for, for people, depending on their personality styles, it's because when you are with a pet, you are centered, you are present. You're not thinking about the future. You're not thinking about the past. You're just concentrating on the puppy. I've seen uh, when when people are teaching their their dogs tricks, they're in the moment. They're they're feeling the energy of the dog. They're 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 learning what the dog is picking up easily and what they're not picking up easily. And nothing else matters at that point. You're you're just so in the moment. I know for myself, I've got a big fish tank. I've I've had fish uh, most of my adult life, and when I was at Microsoft, I would. I remember I would come home every day and I would sit in front of the aquarium for 10, 15 minutes and just stare at one fish in particular, you know, whichever fish I, I chose to pick that day. You know, I'd watch it swim around and wonder what it's doing, what, what it did during its day. And I think that's part of the allure of pets is you see this organism that is living its own life and, and you wonder like, what are they thinking? Are they, are they, thinking anything, you know, do they have a good day or a bad day? And so with that, what, what are your experiences with pets as well as where do you feel you are? Do you, do you feel like you're present? Do you feel like you're in the moment or uh, is it, is it more of an escape or, you know, just what are, what are some of your thoughts around that? I don't know. With puppies, it's, it's kind of like you're always in the moment because you have to always be on, on guard with the puppy, right? especially a newer, younger puppy. They're, they're always so inquisitive. They're always so curious. And you always got to watch out and see what they're going to get themselves into. And if I, if I prepared my house, make sure no cables are out so they chew through the cables. Mm. Yeah, Goober learned or, that the I, way. <laughs> yeah. National Lampoon's Vacation, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, the cat with the cat. Yep. Christmas vacation. Anyway, uh, yeah. Um, I have to make sure that they go outside so that there's no mess in the house when they have to go to the bathroom. Like right now, I'm, I'm watching you know, I'm watching Jack to make sure he's not trying to grab the carpet to chew on the carpet. It, it's definitely a challenge. You have to watch them because they don't know what's, what's good for them. They don't know what's safe. They don't know what's... Um, healthy they, they kind of rely on you to do everything for them mm-hmm. cats and are it's 
yeah, it's, it's a lot like having a kid in a way because you don't get a lot of sleep at night. Yeah. Cats are more, a little bit more independent. So for me, when I'm having a bad day or, or need some, something calming, I'll, I'll go and find the cat and pet it and just kind of sit there and focus on that. Just focus on their breathing, their purring, um, the, the strokes, uh, kind of see what's going on. If it's in the sun and comfy, I'll go up and say hi to it. And sometimes it'll come to me when I need it the most. That's kind of the cool thing about pets is they can sense when you kind of need them as much as they need you. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's some studies on that. I'm, I'm not too familiar with the, the scientific stuff behind that, but I've always found that quite interesting. What they can do for, for more of the mentalness. Yeah. Yeah, I am a huge proponent of the secret. Uh, and in it, one of the things that they talk about is pets and how they, they do center us and, and bring us in the moment. And when you are petting your, your animal or showing some form of affection with it, suddenly the, the world and its troubles, whatever might be on your mind, aren't as relevant anymore. And whether you chalk it up to a form of escapism, which, which it is, it's, it's a positive form. I think too many times we, we fall into the negative space when it comes to uh, escapism. But, but there's positive ways too. And when you are caring after a life, it's, it's a moment of reflection on if, if you are taking this care of your pet, your parents were trying to do the same thing for you. You know, when, when they said eat your veggies and, and go outside and play and all that kind of stuff, you know, it was for your best interest. But we could speak up. The, the pets can't. You know, Cashew and, and Jack can't say, Dad, I don't want to go outside again. Like, don't make me do that. Uh, but it's, it's a fantastic way to reflect on, are you taking better care of your pet than you are yourself? You know, and, and if that is the case, I'm not saying your pet doesn't deserve love. But if something happens to your pet, and it passes away, how many people will be impacted, right? Let's say health reasons. But if you pass away from health-related reasons, how many people would be impacted? And the impact is far greater for for us as individuals, but why is it for ourselves we pay better attention and rate the pet as a higher priority? It's a really good question. Thank you. Well, for me, with pets, it's because they don't know how to take care of themselves that they become a more higher priority than themselves, right? Without me, they, they die. They don't exist. Y- yes. So but it, it's, it's harder to get out of that mentality of, man, this, here's this helpless creature, you know, helpless, cute, furry, bundle of joy creature that just can't take care of itself. I have to be there or it's going to die. And the argument isn't necessarily on, on why, well, I guess it is why we, we look at pets more like absolutely take care of them and give them the world. But why can't you also apply that to yourself? Yeah, that that's fair. Because one of the questions I was going to ask you guys is based off of the way we treat our pets. Are you treating yourself in your health as bare minimum mode? I'm, I'm doing the bare minimum to keep me alive. But with a, with a pet, I'm going to go above and beyond to make sure the pet has a good life. To a degree, yes. Like, 
we spoil our pets in a good and healthy way, we don't necessarily do that to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we spoil ourselves in a bad way. In a bad way. <laughs> yeah. We I was going to say, sometimes we spoil the pets in a bad way, too. I mean, God, my parents used to give my, my uh, the, you know, the family dogs, they used to give them chicken nuggets and cheeseburgers from McDonald's mm. all the time. That's you want to talk about something that's destructive to our health, man, it's really destructive to dogs. Uh, yeah, no, and Tia's not looking. I have goober chocolate. No, you don't. I will now. Uh, but, you know, if, if you are going out of your way on a hot day, like, for example, with Goober, right? On on hot days, we've we've made him ice cubes made out of, what is it? Bone uh, bone broth. Yeah, bone broth. So that he has a nice, like, popsicle treat on hot days. And and here I am melting, and I'm looking at Tia. I'm like, oh, I'm dying of heat. And she just, like, says, oh, well. Like, but, but you know, we, we do things <laughs> above and beyond for them. But when it comes to ourselves, we're willing to suffer. Why is that? Some people, and I'm not justifying or saying that this is the reason, but I, I imagine that an excuse would be that they're focusing on the pet more than they can focus on themselves. The energy is being directed towards them instead yeah. of within. But my response to that argument would be, why not both? Yeah, I mean, if, if you think about what we are willing to do for our pets, yeah, why aren't we willing to do that for ourselves? It's a million-dollar question right there. There are so many lessons we could take from pets. Right? Like, yeah, even beyond that, like just their their way of life, how they, dogs just seem to be the happiest creatures around. They're just always so excited to see you and sad when they see you go. So one of the, there's a, go ahead. there was a Facebook post that I, I put out there for Rohit years and years ago before he got Goober. Um, and I, I, I was just talking about how dogs are, the one creature that will love unconditionally, even if their their owner's a piece of shit, they will still love that owner. They may be scared of it, they they may be uh, angry at it, but they love unconditionally. And right now, I'm looking into you know Jack's eyes, and I, I see, you know, when, whenever I get mad at him and I'm correcting him, he hunkers down, but then he crawls over to me. With, with his tail, well, his, he doesn't really have much of a tail. Um, but his, his ears, you can see they go back, they lay down. He knows that I'm disappointed in him, and he's coming in sorrow, looking to please me and make me feel better. To say sorry, sort of, right? And uh, I don't know, dogs, they, they'll be there for you. They, they wait for you when you get home from work. I had dogs that would follow me to the bus stop as a kid and then go back home and wait until I'd get back on the bus. They'd be waiting at the bus stop for me. Dogs are, are the one pet that I would say this, this is why dogs are more popular in the world than, than, than any of the other pet types, even cats. Cats are close, but not quite um, in terms of popularity as dogs. It's because dogs have more love in them. They aren't as self-sufficient, so they always go to their owners for treatment and for care. Them are fighting words. Well, no, it's ju it's just true. Take a look at your cat. Does your cat come to you every single time, or does it sort of give you attitude? Oh, no, it's waiting in the window. It's pawing at it when we're there. It wakes us up at 2 in the morning if it needs something. 
<laughs> tries to kill me when I'm sleeping. We'll play. Yeah, fetch. That's I think cats are cats are trying to kill more than they are trying to yeah. seek for love. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. no, and I, I've I've had a cat in the past too, and I I love the cat. He's Cliff. So this conversation actually reminds me of a question that Brene Brown asks in one of her books, and it's, can you love someone else or something else more than yourself? And I think we all want to say, yes, yes, I love my kids more than I love myself. I would do anything for them. But if you don't love yourself, you're not giving that person or thing that you love a hundred percent. So is that real love that you're showing someone else? Because I think real love is, is being unapologetically who you are with someone else and, and finding the strength to, to be who you are. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll agree with that. I, I think if you ask the majority of people, do you love your kids more than you do yourself? I believe the answer is always going to be yes. However, that's a great question. Is that the right answer? I would say no. The The reason is, and, and I, this comes up a lot when I do the circle of influence exercise with people. And they say, oh, my spouse has got to be in my circle of influence. I'm like, no, they don't. Having your spouse in your circle of influence, are you truly objectively looking at your circle of influence? They'll say, you know, I, that I, I trust my other partner. I, I, I have to tell them everything. That's not what the circle of influence is about. That's not what love is about. It's not an indication of your love. And the same thing of your, your children Making yourself the best version of you possible is going to radiate everywhere. I can't take good care of my children if I don't take good care of myself. I can't love them if I don't love myself. If I truly love them, I'm going to be the best version of me possible. I'm going to take care of my health. I'm going to take care of my wealth. I'm going to show them what true ambition is, what drive is, what passion is. But if I don't exude those things, what's the example that they're going to learn? You know, for example, my, my parents, uh, when they came to the U.S. from India, had $8 in their pockets. When I was going off to college, they had four houses, right? So, so how do you get that way? They did it for, for us, but what did they miss out on themselves, you know, and I think, and, and it, again, it's, it's a little bit difficult because none of us have kids, but I, I would agree with, with Brene Brown and she's, I know she's been very influential in your life. Um, when we, when we talk about even pets, you know, one of the things that we brought up is why do we take better care of them than we do ourselves? Imagine if we took better care of ourselves and instead of one walk a day, we were healthy enough to take them on two walks a day. We were able to go to a dog park and when we see the other parents with their doggies running around and we're just standing there, that could be us running around. Like, 
why don't we take that initiative to take care of better selves? Sorry, take better care of ourselves than, than we do other people. And I'm glad you brought that up because it's, and that's almost an entire episode in itself. Yeah, it's good. You got to put the oxygen mask on yourself before you can put it on others. Mm. All right. So I guess Goober is indicating that uh, time for us to wrap up. Uh, so any, any final thoughts, anyone? We love them. We hate them. But they're there for us. And we're there for them. And I hate them right now. We seem to be <laughs> there for us more than we are ever there for them. Yeah. They show what? Unanimous love. There's another word I'm thinking of. That no, not unanimous. Um, they give us a love that we can learn and, and apply to ourselves. What's stopping you from from taking that love and and all of those things that you want for their better life and better health, and apply it to your to yourself? Yeah. And for those who don't have real animals, get yourself a what is it, Tamagotchi or a Neopet or something, or and, a plant. They're like the new animals, right? There you go. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the GYST podcast brought to you by Rohit Rahila, Patrick Liam, Glenn Ruxier, and Tia Goober, Cashew, Jack Burton. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.